Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week's episode is a unique one, to say the least, with a really cool story. And it is with Busy as a Roja, who, to say it short, is an engineer. And this episode came to be because last month I hosted a bunch of panels for Porsche at South by Southwest. But before that, Busy and I had this conversation and it was very car focused. So I hesitated on putting it out on the podcast. But the more I thought about it, yes, the back half is very technical and about cars and maybe you're here because of music, but I've always wanted this podcast to be the how I built this of creative careers. And I've always wanted that to be more than just music. And when I look at Busy's life and his career, yes, he is a wizard with tuning cars and knows a ton of technical knowledge. But if you really listen to this episode and listen to the way that he approaches life and the way that he solves problems, that can be applied to anything. And when I go back and listen to this one, I am so inspired by that. So after thinking about it, I decided it had to be shared and we had to put it out. So if you're not a super, super car nerd, maybe the back half is a little bit like, all right, cool, I get it, no thanks. But I do encourage you to listen through because I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, I really respect Busy a lot. I think that he's a, he's a really rad dude and there's a lot to be learned from him. So there it is. Let's get into it. Today is a very special day. We are sitting down with BC Moto or Busy Esaroha yes. in your shop. Yes. And this is the first time I've ever seen this shop. And I was actually really excited to do it here <laughs> because I love doing the mobile podcast setup nice. and having no idea. Understood. And I was just like, I knew that there would be something special, but walking through here for, for a viewer or a listener that can't see just a little bit, it's just Porsches and Hondas and EVs. And <laughs> it looks like a, a giant playground and a grown-up's playground of building the coolest stuff. So thank you so much for letting us do this here. No, thank you for coming by. I mean, we have a lot of fun here at Vismoto and, you know, we have a variety of cars. And yes, we have a lot of petrol stuff here or gasoline based. We have some EVs here, which in my opinion is the future. Yeah. Even for older cars. But thank you so much for coming. I Dude. know we're, we're a bit far away in Ontario, but we have a lot of fun out here. It's an honor to be here. And <laughs> I was thinking about this. There was two very specific things I wanted to talk to yeah. you about. And I love talking to someone like yourself because you've, you've done quite a lot of media. You're very outspoken. Thank One you. thing that I really admire is you go live on the internet so much. You're so, you're just so comfortable with being that person that's very outspoken. You can find a lot of BC online. I love that. But also when I sit down and do an interview or a discussion with somebody like that, I try not to touch on the same points or I try to make it something unique, right? So I have two things okay. and that's it. Now, these things could open up to whatever, <laughs> but the first is you as a person. Yes. I have this observation about hmm. you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> every time, like we've seen each other in passing a couple times at race mm -hmm. service, every time, even internet you, you are so bright and oh. excited about what you do. I see a spark in you where you are so genuinely happy to be here. And I just like, I want to know where that comes from. Um, wow, that's a great question. I've never had that question before. It's the first you. thing I notice about yeah. you. Well, Anytime you. I see you, you, any situation, there's this genuine interest, this excitement, this, you're instantly engaged. You're instantly, <laughs> well, let me tell you about a 935. Let me tell you about a 911 Turbo. Let me, how are you doing? It's there. But I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about automobiles. I'm passionate about technology, about people. I love interacting with people. But honestly, 
I have to credit my parents because they provided an upbringing for me that was absolutely spectacular, very happy. And, and I just kind of carried that through my adulthood. Wow. And just like any of us, I mean, we all have challenges in our lives. We have things that are difficult that come our way. Mm. And I really try my best to look for silver linings in everything, even though they're quite dismal at times, you know? Yeah. So even personally, a lot of people may not know this, but I'm going through something very crazy personally in my life now. And people may not notice it because I still look for good in that even. So that being said, is just a combination of my, my childhood and looking for the best in every situation. Dude, that it's it's really it's something remarkable though. Thank you. Because I think that as we get older, the challenges in life are so they can be so heavy and Absolutely. all of these things. And I just it's it's contagious. And when you talk to you and you talk to you, any project, anything you're doing, and like even your personal stuff right now, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> and I think that that mindset, I think that bigger than cars, bigger than any specific brand, bigger than anything. That is so remarkable. Thank you. And I wish more people would carry that. I and I think that. you set such a great example of that. You, you, so you make the time for people and it's just cool. Thank you. So thank you for putting that you out there. You're too kind. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. With that said, mm. I was doing a little bit of homework on okay. you. And I noticed you said something in an interview. And I was like, that's it. That's every BC Moto car that I see has this, hmm. where you were talking about reading uh, performance guides. I think it was like the old Honda days. And you were talking certain engineers would think with, within a box and they would only get so far. Yes. And I think something that you do is you have such a, a great understanding of the most technical sides or an engineering mind. Thank you. And you think outside the box and you yes. don't just say, oh, this is what they say is possible. So now here we are with all electric 935s? <laughs> Understood. Or probably 935s with how many horsepower? That has 902. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that come from? You know, we're all born with this inherent need to explore. We all have it. As children, as infants. I mean, I have two children. I remember my son, like, looking at his fingers, trying to bite them. And it, we just were born curious. And somewhere along the way, that gets extinguished. And I don't know how, I mean, or diminished to a, to, a, to a large degree. And maybe society, maybe it's the pressures of growing up, maybe it's a peer group, whatever the case may be, something happens. Now, I'll go back to what I mentioned earlier, my family. My father has been this amazing individual. Yeah. And both my parents are scientists. And they always continue to foster that creativity and curiosity I always had. Yeah. So if I wanted to take something and throw it on the ground or break it open to see what's in it, I wouldn't get slapped by my hand. My father would say, hey, no, no, this is how you do it. Here's how you open it. And here's how you put it together. So he always fostered that curiosity and had me continue with that. Now, here I am. I have this knack for things mechanical. I have this knack to look at something I want to improve. And I go to university and we're put in these confines. But I want to understand why. Yeah. You know, we talk about, uh, in fluid dynamics, we talk about, let's say, something as simple as atomization of fluids. Well, why does a fluid atomize in this fashion, or in this fashion at this temperature? Why is a steam table exist in this continued you know, loop or, or, or constraints? What happens if we push this temperature or this pressure? Yeah. And I even got, almost got expelled from university for doing experiments that wanted, that were illegal or not approved, not uh -huh. illegal, but not approved yeah, yeah. by the department chair. But I was curious. I wanted to know why. Yeah. And that why really helped me become a very successful drag racer. And I mean that because I remember reading these books 
about speed secrets or how to build horsepower. And there were these mathematical equations that had to do with, let's say, something as simple as piston speeds. Yeah. And they say, you can't exceed this piston speed or bad things will happen. Right. They never say what bad things will happen. I'll say, okay, why? So I would get to that piston speed and exceed it and will not have a failure. And I'll come to find out, oh, wait a minute. They were limited to the materials they had at the time, the weight of the piston being a V8 engine, the weight of the rods, the rotating mass, all this stuff. I'm dealing with small displacement, high RPM engines, and we don't have those factors involved. So we can push the elements even further. Or you're limited to a certain rod ratio. Well, very soon, just thinking out of the box and experimenting. Yeah. And I'm going to touch on experimenting in a moment. yeah. By doing that, you can determine that these limits are actually put in place by the experiences of those who explored the experiment themselves. So you can come up with some pretty cool, successful opportunities if you think out of the box. And that wasn't very common thinking in school because most of my peers just wanted to go and get that engineering degree and get into an OEM or get into a pharmaceutical company or work Mm. somewhere in the field. That was their goal, to get that paper and work and get a paycheck. But I was curious. I wanted to know why. And that curiosity allowed me to become successful in certain facets of my life which then in turn resulted to good revenue. So it all works (laughs) out, right? Well, going back to experiments, um, the one thing that's interesting is um, the only way we can progress as a society is to try and walk the path least or never explored. That's how we're able to come up with great opportunities. That's how we're able to come up with great strides in science, in quality of life, you name it. And I encourage any of my peers, engineers, or even those outside the engineering realm, to really think out of the box, to reach out, because great things happen. I mean, it's yeah. just, if, if, I, if I only explore the things I read, my old CRX, that first car I built, would be yeah. very slow. But because, <laughs> and, and, and here's another facet of that, another di- di- dimension on, on the whole experimentation. You cannot be afraid of failure. Mm. You can't. Failure should not be seen as a bad experience. It should be seen as, how should I say, an element of, experience. It should be something where you can learn from, like a learning experience. Yeah. If you look at it as a learning experience and not something that's a very bad thing, you never stop. Because I remember vividly in my late teens, early 20s, as I experimented with cause, 80% of the things I tried failed. Really? And the 20% thereabout that I succeeded with exceeded, succeeded very well. Wow. That's pretty much reversed now because of my experience, mm. but I still experience failures. Yeah. And I rem- oh, I remember taking this, the 935 yeah. out, yeah. and I had a, this is very interesting. I had mm-hmm. someone from media in the car with me, and then we were out on a side road here, and I just did a standing star. I just launched it, yeah. and we heard a quick, uh. and it just coasted. And I started laughing, and he's looking at me like, what is funny? I'm like, I'm going to learn something. <laughs> and he's like, you're not pissed? Like, I'm in here with you. I'm riding on this car, and something broke? And I'm like... I'm going to learn something so amazing. And what happened was the torque on this car is so violent and I'm running on these slicks that it snapped both axles clean. No. So not only did I have the opportunity to look, explore other materials that are not as brittle and can allow me to have great success with this power and experience with this car. Yeah. It helped the manufacturer that helped me the axles improve on their products. So everyone won. But people, as we get older, we get afraid of making mistakes. We get afraid of failure. It should be something that we, okay, maybe we should embrace, but we should see or look upon as something that's not so negative. That could be something that allows us to become better. 
I love yeah, that. But you. here's my question hmm. because I, I see that in you. I feel that's that feeling I get when <laughs> you look at these things and there is no problem. Like it's only like, all right, we'll figure it out. Yes. I think that that comes back to you have a very good fundamental understanding of every material that you're touching, right? You're talking about atom atomization of oils. Yes. You, you very much do have that engineering mind. What is your advice to somebody like, because to me, a, a personal experience, I think those failures become scarier when you don't know how to fix it and you don't know the whys. And I, that's what I admire about you is you have this very mechanical, methodical engineering brain that can get you back to that why. How do people get there? It's, it's, it's you know, that may be to some extent a great observation, but internally, when things fracture, when things spoil, when things go not the way I expect them to go, mm. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I don't have this magic in my mind that I know how to solve this, mm. but I'm open to learning. Mm. I'm open to learning. And by that, you know, yes, I may have a knack of seeing something. I know how to improve on that. But when things fail, I really have no idea. None of us do have no idea. But right. I take a systematic approach of being able to understand what happened, yeah. what caused it, and thinking of ways to improve on it. And if I don't know, I would bend over backwards to read, learn, talk to people who can allow me to achieve the success that I need so much mm. to have this project continue. And maybe I could even imagine that if you have such a clear vision of what the, the best ideal version is, yes. it lets you ask the right question. That is true. Beginning with the end of mind is everything. Mm. I mean, all of these cars were on paper. Right. I mean, from the minivan, we have a thousand horsepower minivan yeah. to this beautiful 935 yeah. to the electric 935. This is on paper as a concept months before I was actually driving it. Right. I'm telling you, there's nothing more exciting than having something that was on paper and experiencing it firsthand. It is the most gratifying thing ever. Yeah. I, so yeah. that being said, yes, you never know where technology is going to take you. But if you have the confidence and you have the vision of where the end product should be, yeah. nothing, especially if you're dedicated, nothing will stop you from getting there. So that end, the end vision of it is, is extremely important. And it's so amazing you brought that up. That's something else I have not experienced in any other podcast or interaction like this. People don't tend to ask, you know, how do you get there? Right. Um, it's very painful. Mm. I'm I mean it. Um, when you have a vehicle that, and this happened, there's a car in this place that was so challenging for us to build. And we had seven weeks to build this car from zero to hero. And we had to, you know, have components made in a very short period of time. And above and beyond that, even when everything was said and done, first startup, the car wouldn't get all your pressure. <laughs> so it's like, and for those of you who build cars, you can imagine how, how frightening that could be. Just no oil pressure in this petrol engine. Yeah. And, but we didn't give up. I mean, it, it took us to even disassemble the oil pump while it's in the car. Anyway, the point is, when you're experiencing these hardships, when you're building something, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and literal tears that go into it. And it's not enjoyable or appealing at the time. No. But having an endpoint, knowing what your goal is at the end, and keeping your eye on the ball, focused on the endpoint pushes you through. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Knowing what you, you know, seeing the 935 in its completion, already in your mind, seeing it mm. operating on the road. Yeah. Is all the catalyst I need to keep me on track, even though it's very difficult and, and it hurts and you don't know what's going to happen. And oh my God, these batteries. Oh my God, this, oh my God, this inverter is misbehaving. Yeah. But you still push through because you want to see it to completion. It's just that, that dedication that gets you there. That's so cool. I'm sorry. I'm so verbal. I get really excited. No, about this, I, this is why I wanted to talk to you. This is okay. it. This is everything I can go I wanted. on and on, but I get really excited about things like this. So Absolutely. You. you ask a lot of great questions. Thank you. Appreciate thank that. Thank you. No, no I mean, like, again, I, I see that spark and that's, 
that's where I am obsessed with learning. And when I see people that have that genuine passion, it's something so special. And I want to hear all about it. To further that point, I, I wonder this, and this is purely like fan speculation. I feel like Porsche knowing and like keeping the spirit there, I feel like they'll make a lot of cars electric and keep the soul. But I also think that they're aware of like the magic of that internal combustion motor. And I wonder if there's a world where all the GT cars stay internal combustion. Interesting. What do you think? What are your thoughts to like the future of, I guess, automotive and EV, but also specifically Porsche? You know, the fact that Porsche, I mean, if you pay attention to what happens behind the scenes, it kind of gives you a glimpse into what's coming. Mm-hmm. Porsche is investing heavily into synthetic fuels. Mm. And a company of that magnitude wouldn't do that if there wasn't something up there. Right. So I, you know, I don't think internal combustion engines, no, I don't think. I know internal combustion engines will not go away completely. Right. It would be a sad thing if it does. Will we see more combinations of both technology? Yes. I mm. see more hybrids coming, performance hybrids, I would mm. say. That's what I want to happen. But more performance hybrids. <laughs> the lean but away I, from that. <laughs> but, but it's what I, because I, I, I can appreciate the benefits of both. Yeah. And I see more and more performance hybrids coming to, come to, come to, come to market. But I feel that Porsche, yes, will have a segment of its marketplace where it still continues to manufacture pure petrol vehicles. Yeah. And probably push the whole synthetic. Well, well we can have fuels that can still give us a decent amount of, of, of caloric energy output, mm-hmm. but on the same token, remain cleaner than fossil. As you were saying that, I actually, like, it all kind of clicked from, like, you've yeah. studied this, right? Like, the yes. way that, that fuels break down and how Absolutely. you run your cars on alcohol. Absolutely. There probably is a world where internal combustion motors can just get cleaner and not have and the, the emissions goal. that we know. That's the goal. That was a problem I had with my guilt is, you know, having oxides of nitrogen and sulfur, which exist in crude. Mm-hmm. And as you, you know, as you go ahead and, and have opportunities to, to refine them, those elements, those Compounds still exist and go to atmosphere and wreak havoc and create right. rain, also the rubbish. But having synthetic fuel where you don't have those contaminants are a good thing. Yeah. From what I've seen with preliminary data, there is some slight reduction in caloric output, mm-hmm. which means, you know, if you can get, for simple terms, if you can get a 300 horsepower organic fuel based setup, it may be 280 on synthetic. But mm. there, there are other agents we can add, there are oxygenates, there are things we can add to the fuel to get it to be equal or better than organic fuels. So long story short, I love what Porsche, Porsche is doing, exploring this whole opportunity. Yeah. So my customer base, no matter what I do, are still going to love and embrace petrol engines. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's still going to yeah. be internal combustion. But for myself, for my son, for the enthusiasts of the future, I'm all about electrification. And once again, this is a recent phenomenon for me. Yeah, Three that's so ago, interesting. Four years ago, I had, I, you couldn't pay. Mm-hmm. I, but look at me now. Right. I love it. It's just... The, the performance, the zero emissions opportunities is just, and then the fact that Porsche hit the nail on the head yeah, by creating cars that are very much Porsche in and out. You talk about the end game. You talk about the bigger yeah. picture and all that. I like, what do we love about this? It's fun, right? It Amen. sparks imagination. It's, you get in a car, like you don't have to drive a car. Understood. You drive, you have, I, at least personally, there's fun, there's Absolutely. character. Yes. So I don't, as long as the big picture of fun is happening, that's it. I'm not really too worried about what that? fuel I'm running or Can whatever. I that? Can I that? And I, th- I think that that's something that I kind of have to reel myself back. I'll get all worried. Oh, cars are going to go away and all oh, this. No, and no. it's like, no, man. I, I never had that. I never had that. If anything, we're, we're living in an era where things are going to be even more improved. Better. Right. I will tell you once again, as, as an enthusiast, also an engineer, that I do tend to like the torque output of electric motors. Mm. I mean, 
you know, you think of petrol engines and how they exist. They start off with a very low torque output, they peak out, and then they fall off rapidly yeah. in terms of efficiency. Yeah. While on electric motors, you can have 100% torque at one RPM if you want to. Right. Depending on your controller. And you can inverter. totally control that. I can control that. So from a fun perspective, oh yeah. my God, you can't, you can't beat that. But if you still want to feel that, that visceral petrol setup, yeah. combine the two. Have a performance EV where you can have your cake and eat it too. That's so, and and yeah. Porsche. I mean, they were the 918. They oh my goodness, right? Just a, a, that's the one. And car that's I so early. You know, I need to work. To, you know, I'll be back. Let me go work harder so I can get a 918. Yeah, but, but knowing you, know, you, that vision is there <laughs> exactly. now, right? It's on paper. It's, it's on, on paper. paper. So now we're just reverse no matter what. And but nonetheless, it, that technology is there. Porsche, so, you know, what a great brand. I, Honestly, I, I just I I'm excited to what they have in store for all of us in the future. I am not a naysayer when it comes to a possible fully electric 911. Yeah. I'm not against it at all. Yeah. And uh, when that does hit the market, I'll be right there in line. But in the meantime, I'll still embrace my take on. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be surprised if you made a little electric center seat Cayman too. Who knows? What do you know? Maybe the Who man sent gets you? tinkering. Who sent you? What do you know? <laughs> Man, Busy, thank you so much for doing this. My like, pleasure. I really, the idea behind this, I was just like, there's a spark to him. There's an excitement. We speak a similar yeah. language. Thank and you. I just wanted to hear your story a little more and get your, specifically talk about this. And I hope that anybody watching or listening enjoys it too. I, I like to hyper-focus on certain topics when somebody's done so much. Sure. And that. this was so insightful. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. It. I appreciate that. And thanks for coming back to our uh, facility here. And honestly, the best is yet to come. I'd on all fronts fully trust that <laughs> and i i'm sure i'll see a 918 here soon enough that's the point i think we just did that right yes, here yes, today absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go the busy as a roja episode if you're here at the end you either really really like the podcast or you really really like cars and for either one of those hell yeah and as I thought about putting this episode out again, I really did want to share it because I'm so inspired by his story and also his deep technical knowledge. And I love doing deep dives in any subject on this podcast. And I think to stay authentic to the show and to stay authentic to myself, I want to be able to share stories like this and share the things that I really nerd out on. So I hope that that translates and I hope you liked it. If you did, definitely let me know if you have other suggestions or topics or guests. I always love hearing hearing from you, shoot me a DM, Andrew underscore FTW. Outside of that, if you want to support the podcast, as always, rating it, leaving five stars, subscribing, thumbs up, all that good stuff. It genuinely helps so much with all of the discovery and just getting the podcast found on other platforms. So please do me that favor. Outside of that, you can go above and beyond and support the Where Are All My Friends Patreon at patreon.com slash where are all my friends. I think that says it. As always, thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode.